Moon Crew 3 Podcast. Where I was reckoning with me this week is my co-host Ricky. Hey. Hey, no Chris this week. He is in a work emergency. So uh, Ricky and I are going to be here rounding off the year, talking about all the good decks, exciting decks we saw in Pioneer this year, talking about ways to spend your last minute holiday cash you got as a gift, and we'll probably talk about One Piece because that's all we've been talking about the last oh, last man. like 30 minutes. It's a... Uh... One Piece is a ride, man. I, I I, thank you, Ricky, for taking me to see Film Red and get me back into the lore. Yep, yep. No problem. I gave my brother the Christmas gift of me subscribing to Funimation so he could finish One Piece. Nice. Because he got stuck at the end of Hulu's One Piece. Yeah, I'm, I'm still waiting for the One Piece, like, anime merger with Crunchyroll. Because Crunchyroll still has the subs. They're not the dubs, which is like... I'm I'm fine watching subs, but also just like is Crunchyroll still up? Yeah, Crunchyroll. Well, Crunchyroll is the one that's going to stay around. I thought Funimation Funimation was going away. No, Funimation Funimation is going away. Oh, Funimation is getting rolled into Crunchyroll, and so when it finishes, if you have a Crunchyroll subscription, it's going to. If you have a Funimation subscription, it's going to roll you into Crunchyroll. Okay, as long as they don't change the price, I don't care. Yeah, so all the stuff is slowly moving from Funimation to Crunchyroll in batches, right? And One Piece dub is, like, not even on the table yet. One Piece dub ends, like, man, I don't know. I've I've been dubless for so long. Yeah. That, like, I think the last dub One Piece I watched was Anis Lobby. Yeah. I think that's when I caught up with Thriller Bark is when I didn't have any more English. Yeah, dub, like, is pretty deep into, like wano right now i think no way they caught up that far they caught up a lot um i like i said i haven't watched it and and don't get me wrong like i said i i prefer sub but like with one piece where i know a lot of the story already i kind of just want to be able to like throw it on like my side monitor and just do other things while watching it right so man one piece what 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 a piece if you were to rank top uh top fictional series in uh 2022 we could put One Piece at the top of that. One One Piece is up. I don't. Ooh, but, I don't know. Andor was so good. But we're here. I've heard Andor is good. Is that on Disney Plus or whatever? It is. It is on Disney Plus. Oh, oh man! Apparently, my family recently, the person who had Disney Plus stopped Disney Plus. Oh no! And like, it came up like literally, I think five times over Christmas. It was just like, yeah. It's like that show would be really great. If we had Disney Plus. Disney Plus. And it's just yeah. like, is this, should I have just not gotten you guys a family board game and just gotten you like six weeks of, or six months of Disney Plus? Disney Plus, yeah. But whatever. Oh, man. Speaking of uh, things that you could watch on other streaming services, though, and we could talk more about this after the fact because I want your opinion on whether or not you've watched Glass I Onion. I saw Glass Onion. All right. No spoilers. Mm-hmm. So it's good. I literally can't say anything else because I think anything else other than it's good is a spoiler. Uh, I Oh, and like uh, Batista is great. So I think Batista, once again, solidifying himself as a better actor than The Rock. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I, so I, I will say I agree it's good. I think I enjoy the mystery in one more. Um, but I think Glass Onion is more fun than Knives Out. Glass Onion is infinitely more fun than, than Knives Out. I knew I was going to love the movie like 10 minutes into it uh, yeah. with the axe. 
Yes. That's it. Like that's the moment where I was like, I love this movie. This is the best movie. Yeah, we'll we'll t- we'll talk about it after we record. Yeah. I do want your I could I could gush for that movie. All right. But anyway, let's. Where do you want to start, buddy? I mean, real quick though. I mean, before we end up the year, I want to talk about briefly talk about the last event we got to play. Well, I got to play this. You already qualified for San Diego, right? Where uh, last minute change of plans happened, and the other week we got to play in the last RCQ of the season, which unfortunately did not pan out so well for me. Uh, but shout out to friend of the show Walker for getting his qualification. Yep. Uh, he's he was on the long grind. It was fine. It's it's good to see like someone like committed to making the dream happen qualifies. So right. Uh, no, also no last chance qualifiers for him this time around. Exactly. He he's a uh, the morale boost. I think was great. Uh, you know, it was a tournament of just solid Rakdos uh, mid range gameplay. And yeah. And Orzov mid-range gameplay. And Orzov mid-range gameplay. I know you are... I think you uh, uh, might have uh, played against a, uh, a currently <laughs> I, qualified person. Yeah, we, we did play round one. And, you know, when I'm playing the Orzov deck, which I've shared on Twitter multiple times, go check it out. I think right now the only changes I'd make to the list before we see, obviously, any new Phyrexia cards come out right uh, is I would drop the second Blood Baron and the Invoke Despair from the sideboard, <laughs> and put in, like, two dresses. Uh, just a little more hand disruption, or just a little more generic interaction, I think is good. The rest of 75, I loved. Um, wedding announcement, I was always kind of, like, iffy on, but it really proved to me that, like, it's still not Fable levels, because we just cannot gush anymore about how busted Fable is right. But Wedding Announcement is a very, very strong card. Wedding Announcement is dope. So I was definitely very impressed by that, and the deck really worked out well. I mean, you know, I, I built it to play against Rakdos midrange, which is seemingly like half the events we play in anymore. So when I pair against Walker round one, game one, he thought seizes me and sees a hand of just like Vanishing Verse, Wedding Announcement, Misery Shadow, Obsidat, and Edgar, and he just goes, oh, this isn't going to be fun. Right, right, right. You know it's good. You you know I'm in for a good time, and I gotta say, Obsidat did a lot. Obsidat came out and did some work that in that event too. Uh, the the reaction to Obsidat were just like skepticism over people who like knew the card right when it was in standard, or people who were just like, "What's this card do?" Obsidat gains life, which I think is honestly way more powerful than it seems right now in the format. Yeah, I know that sounds like the stupidest thing, but like. Have you thought about gaining life in your Pioneer games? Like, it kind of just sort of, like, throws everything for a loop. Do you want to negate your opponent's shield trigger? Yeah, gain some life. Do you want to uh, not die to, like, two Bone Crusher Giants in a turn and a half? Gain a little life. Like, I don't know. I'm yeah. not saying, like, go play Soul Sisters or anything. But, like, randomly getting life off of already valuable triggers is nice. Yeah. Uh, but I, it just goes to show that I, I like as unassailable as Rakdos seems in the meta right now. Um, it's just so good. It, it, it like there are ways of beating it if you want to like look at them. Um, so I, I just think that the Orzov deck. I'm definitely interested <sighs> in investing more time in it going forward, and I, I'm ready for this new season 
to start and let's let's just you know hit the ground running with it uh so with that being said you know hey gaining life the decklist reporters for mtgo events are broken right now so i don't have all of the weekend's events for you and because of just how um dispersed the art i know i wanted to sort of talk about all the individual rcq events kind of combined um i have a few of the top eights again but i'm just have to go back and listen to our old episodes again to kind of get all those top eights. So maybe it's an episode, uh, something we talk about coming back next week and just sort of going through all, again, just the the raw data of every regional for Pioneer. But we'll, we'll see what happens there. But um, speed of gaining life, speaking of winning regional qualifiers, uh, Milan Bayana just took down the 400-player Pioneer RCQ Super Qualifier and Q for San Diego playing... Slesnia Angels, and I mean, talk about a deck that comes and goes, and geez, honestly, I really want it to go, because every time this deck does well, I just keep thinking, maybe I could buy some Resplendent Angels. Don't buy the Resplendent Angels. Ah, Ricky. Uh, They're never going to reprint them at this point. If you don't have the curved, like, collected companies, you know? Yeah. Or haven't spent the last, like... 30 years of your life training under the angels mantras or whatever. I don't know. Sure. Like, I don't know how that deck I played it on arena, which isn't perfect by any, uh-huh. right? I don't know how you win. I can't seem to do it. I'm just, uh, I'm just an average everyday magic grinder. Yeah. And I just can't win with that deck. I just feel like everything, like, unless our opponent is playing Rakdos, and even then, like, sometimes it's just like, if I don't see two collected companies, I don't think I'm winning this game. Sure. Uh, now, I guess Rakdos is now playing Power Word Kill. Yep. And you can catch some pants down with that, right? Yeah, sure enough. But uh, I just don't think that deck is as good. Once again, that does not mean that it's a bad deck, because it's Pioneer, and your deck... Yeah knowledge and your your play skill is going to shine a lot more in pioneer because the cards aren't as inherently powerful pound for pound as in other formats Mm -hmm. so some decks that are not meta can still do very well when given to the right pilots yeah so when you think about it let's talk about what has been meta this year and for that we're going to go ahead and use the the playing pioneer end of year tier list where our wonderful team over at playing pioneer went through and just looked at every deck that placed on our, our tier list and just kind of overall ranked them. Uh-huh. Uh, of course, a cheeky nod to the S plus tier starting off with Lords of the dream den, without a joiner of forces and expressive iteration, uh, pour one out for the fallen few this season. Oh man. This year rather expressive iteration. What a card. I don't think Winota should be on here, <laughs> especially now. Uh, but yeah, Loris, I thought Loris got banned last year. No, Loris happened at like the same time. I guess, right, because that was like, because uh, the, you played Loris, you didn't play Herald of Anguish in the old uh, Anvil deck because you wanted to play Loris. Yeah. That's right. And I mean, obviously, you know, I think we're both kind of in agreement. Winota probably could have come off the list. Loris... Yeah, I don't even know if Loris is good anymore right now. Loris? Are you kidding me? Yeah, Loris is still good. Yeah, you put back, if you put Loris back in the format, I guarantee you Loris is still good. 
yeah. Excessive iteration, though. Whew. It needed to go. Nobody wanted it, to say it, it. Nobody wants to say it. You know? Yeah. This is one of those cases where Wizards is brave enough, and they're right to do it. You know? So yeah. I'll take, you know, with me, the memories, you know? Yeah. It's just so hard to say goodbye, you know? I mean, the card is just... So you get to see so much. You see so I, many cards. You get to so like, many. The best, the best of every world with them. Two mana. You get two cards, and you get to put yeah. one on the bottom. Like you get to look at three and take two. Insane. Yeah. The only time express iteration is bad is if it's like on turn two. No, if it's yeah, if it's on turn two, right? You you effed up and already played, or you already played your land, um, or all three cards are good, right? Because you can't take them all. Oh no. Suffering from success. This this embarrassment of riches. What am I going to do? But let's move on from those and let's talk about the decks that were easily the decks to really beat before. And still a surprise at the R. I mean, when you look at Is It Phoenix, yeah. uh, we have of course the Phoenix King here with us. Uh, Mono Green Devotion and Rakdos mid range. I I mean, Ra- Green Devotion has been kind of slowly dropping off the last few weeks. I mean, these which, are pillars. Yeah pillars of the format you know so i think that like i think you'd be like kind of hard pressed to like find a better three decks for like the main posts of pioneer you know yeah and i mean not to say that we can't bring up like mono white humans to sit next to them for our aggro deck i think there are (laughs) definitely a lot of decks that can stand alongside them but these these are the big three right I mean, I think those are just such strong decks. They've got, I mean, like, they do things way more powerful than other decks can do, in my opinion, more consistently as well. Yeah. I, I will say, obviously, the four has definitely warped around two of these decks, and then Phoenix just kind of gets caught in the crossfire a lot of the time. Right. I mean, Rakdos is the fair deck, right? Phoenix <laughs> the is fair the... deck with the highest play rate. Yeah. Like, Mono Green is the combo, quote-unquote, deck. Like, is it Phoenix is the blue deck? I don't think it's an unfair deck. I think you do fair things. Yeah. Drawing three cards I, for one mana is pretty fair. Yeah, I mean, red, Red's going to be argued. That's been there since day one, you know? Hey, but still ban the Delve spells, you know? Ban Dig Through Time. Do not ban, ban the uh, Delve spells. Ban every spell with Delve in it. Nope. Pioneer. Mm-mm. Ban, Mm-mm. ban, ban Tassiger. Ban Murderous Cut. Ban, ban Gurmag Angler. I don't know. We're not having this discussion anymore. <laughs> All right, in A tier, they've ranked Azorius Control. How do you feel about that, buddy? It feels like Azorius Control. It feels like we got we got paid off for for this place. Okay, what it feels like. I feel like. like okay. The Azor Guild did pay more money to be at the top of the crest of the Guild Pact. By the way, lore, yes. lore bomb, right? Yeah. But uh, it felt like a con- like for the majority of the format this year. It felt like a consistent thing was like, hey, there's going to be like one blue-white control player at every event you go to. There's going to be like two blue-white control players, right? Mm-hmm. And they're going to sit there and they're going to do their control thing. And that's all they want to do. And inevitably, they're going to play each other in round two of your PTQ and grind the entire event to a halt, you know? Yeah. But I haven't seen it a lot since then. But occasionally, you just see somebody will show up with it and do well. I think it's... I think it's the best rogue deck, and it's unfortunate that it's a rogue deck, 
because it's more expensive than a lot of the other decks. <laughs> yeah. It is, it is, you know, Mangos of the Future here to save us from 20XDX. Right. Whenever Azorius Control wins wins an event, and long enough for, for the collective Azorius Control players to refill their Copium supplies. It, it is a Copium-based deck. And uh, I think that A tier, I kind of want to, yeah, I want to give it like A minus tier. Yeah. Like, I think like we have S tier. We have small gap, and then Azorius control, you know? Mm-hmm. But it is a constant. So because it's a constant, I think we got to give it to him. Yeah, but, then, but when we come down to B tier, I'm looking at, like, bro, we got Mono White Humans, Abzan, Grease Fang. Lotus Field is a deck that, like, I feel like Kisly does well but no one wants to play it, right? And then Mono Blue Spirits. Mono Blue Spirits are finally being a B tier, but, like, you can't tell me that Grease Fanger Mono White Humans don't deserve to be an A tier. I think that, like, maybe we just need to make Azorius Control S minus tier. Yeah. And then A tier can be, you know, B tier can be A tier and everything like that. Yeah. 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 You just need, as I said, when I was drawing out the format long ago, you have your top tier decks, you have your tier two uh-huh. decks, and then over here you have Azorius Control players. Yeah. They will fluctuate on the tier list based on the amount of copium. And uh, that's it, you know? Yeah, but I mean, I, I honestly, I was very impressed with the Mono White Humans deck kind of came out of nowhere. Mono White Humans just, ended up being the best aggro deck, I think, of the whole year. I think so. I, well, look. Let, don't get me wrong. A, 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 like, a Tarko aggro is still there. But, you know, Mono White Humans is definitely the best aggro deck of the year. Especially when you think about the fact that we've just utterly seen mono black aggers wiped off the face of the format right i think it's coming back it's close i mean we got look we're we're on the gix hype train i believe in gix he believes in me right and he gave me these shiny metal arms oh man uh absent grease fang is definitely i agree absent grease fang is is the highest ranking of the grease fang variants for the year um I've been very impressed with the recent builds of Esper. Uh, I think they're kind of outpacing Abzan for me now overall. But if we're looking at the year consistently, Abzan, Grease, Fang, having just the chariot package as a backup plan, playing more things like boats and just getting to crew bigger vehicles is going over the top of uh, Rakdos midrange with those types of cards. And then just being able to combo out before uh, Mono Green Devotion has a chance to go sets the Grease Fang decks apart. I mean, I think that Grease Fang should be uh, up a tier. I agree. I agree. I, like I said, Mono White Humans but and like, Grease Fang should definitely be up a tier. I think that Grease Fang kind of gets hit because it, like, cannibalizes itself. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, like, 37 Grease Fang decks, you know? <laughs> there are a lot of Grease Fang decks. I mean, you know, like I said, we have Esper, Abzan. We saw Mardu a little bit. Mardu kind of really dropped off the face of the planet. Yeah, I mean, I guess it turns out playing a bastardized version of Rakdos midrange is worse than just playing Rakdos midrange. I think that like the deck, the Grease Fang deck, just evolved all year, mm-hmm. where people were like, "We want Parhelion and we want Grease Fang, and we need to figure out how we do that the best." Yeah, and seeing the fluctuations between Mardu, Abzan, Esper, like. Uh, 
Abzan wasn't even considered when it first came out. Like it was like Esper Grease Fang, and then like people were playing Mardu Grease Fang, and that was like the hotness. And then somebody started playing Abzan Grease Fang, and I think I remember saying like, "Yeah, okay, kid, you know, like just trying to trying to play it cool with these Eskis Chariots. That card's not even good, you know." Yeah. So I just think that uh, Grease Fang as a whole, as an archetype, all the Grease Fangs under one roof. Definitely a higher tier deck, in my opinion. It really started in Kamigawa at the beginning of the year and then just, just been evolving, 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 evolving with every set. Yeah. So I think that that is a good sign. For sure. Um, all right, what do we got? Lotus Con- Lotus Field. Um, Lotus Field is the tale of... You know, we're Lotus Field that, though. Lotus Field is the tale of every every Reddit thread... Yo, why you got Lotus Field at C and D tier? The deck's good, and then it's because no one's played it, and the then Lotus Field good. shows up. I think the deck shows is up really good. The deck is very good, but the problem is no one plays it. It feels like maybe you're right, but like which fair because I'm sure it's a pain to play on Mitko. I just, I think it's a, I think it's a great deck. Yeah, um, I think it's a little hard to play. I also do think that Mitko is probably going to make it really annoying to play, right? Uh-huh. But, uh, <clears throat> I mean, ultimately, I, I don't see how you could not have it higher, you know? It's been around since Pioneer, like, not since Pioneer, but, like, basically since, like, the big Kethys inverter mm-hmm. ban, right? Yeah. And it is also one of those decks that, like, keeps getting better, finds new pieces, finds new angles to attack. Like, now they're playing Zakama, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I just think that Lotus Field is here to stay. I'm ha- I'm happy with it being a little lower than Grease Fang and Mono White Humans, right? Mm-hmm. Really just Azorius Control get bumped here for no reason. I-, I think the Lotus Field and Mono Blue Spirits, which is right behind it here on this tier list, right? Yeah. That should also be on the same level as Lotus Field combo. We've been telling people all year, for the most part, and a lot of last year, if you want to get into Pioneer, Mono Blue Spirits, you'll spend 80 bucks and have a top-tier deck. Yeah. And so I think that deck is solid always. It has been waning. People have been playing more collected company decks nowadays. But I still think Mono Blue Spirits is good. And it mm-hmm. can get the drop on some people, get the drop on some uh, Rakdos players who have become uh, arrogant in their ways, you know? Yeah. People who won't respect a uh, uh, spell pierce, you know. People who won't respect yeah. uh, Geist uh, snare, Geist light. Yeah, Mono Blue Spirits though will respect Racto sacrifice players. Yeah, Mayhem Devil just beats you. <laughs> it does, but luckily uh, Karn beats that entire deck. So you know. I know it's so sad. I like playing my sack decks. So now we get to C tier. Yeah, I mean, there. Now we're just gonna hit like just the glut of all the random stuff, right? So I think there's a couple decks here in the C tier that deserve to step up up tier. Really? What? What do you? What do you think here in C tier? C tier that could go to B tier. Yeah. Group aircraft. Group aircraft. Group boats. Crawl boats is an extremely explosive deck. I think it's very good in the current meta. I think it's only gonna get better. And uh, people kind of 
I don't think people understand the lines of the deck when they look at the deck. They're just starting to see like all these dreadnoughts and all of these Eskis chariots, and they're just like, ah, I get it. But like this deck makes really wild plays. Stormseeker, Reckless Stormseeker is an insane magic card. Yeah. Turns out a Crowan War is very good. A Crowan War, very good. Uh, you know, Arlen, Pax, Hope, or whatever. That card's really good. Uh, just like a lot of random Grohl cards that just kind of work together. Obliterating Bolt is insane, as we all know. Um, and I think the deck is just way better than it looks. It's better than the sum of its parts, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a deck that I am currently encouraging people to get into because I think the deck is still relatively cheap for how good the deck is. I think that the red-green challenger deck gets you a lot of cards. It it does. For it, that it deck. Is, you get the bone crushers, you get the love struck beasts, you get the elves, you get one stomping ground, you get the midnight hunt lands, like you're you get pretty set. Carplusion forest, yep. Yeah. Oh, it does have Carplusion Force as well. Yeah, wow. Yep. So, and then you get some Chandras for fun. Why not? Yeah. Some Questing Beasts, sure. I just think the deck has a lot of staying power and a lot of, like, places it can go. Sure. So. Um, any other decks you feel like need to be higher? I mean, obviously, if Chris is here, he'd be arguing for his creativity. I know he's been really high on that deck a lot lately. I know he is. And I believe creativity also top four to challenge this weekend. Right. I want... But I want to make the top of C tier. I don't want to move it up into B tier exactly, right? Yeah. Is Rakdos Sacrifice. Rakdos, that's my boy. That's my boy. This deck is literally just being held in place by Karn. Like, Karn just needs to move his thumb, and this deck will just, like, take over. Look, we, we are all doing really cute things, and we are playing Oni Called Anvils and stuff like that, right? Uh, but the move to just play cheap threat effects with your cat ovens was such a strong move. Right. I mean, some people have, like, started to adapt to, like, Diabolic Intent. Yeah. It's kind of cool, you know? The You play the, um, like, a one or two of the exploit kill-a-dude. Right. Yep. Uh, I think it's just sort of, like, a very good deck that is currently kept in its C-tier spot because if your opponent plays Karn, none of your cards work anymore. Yeah. And the deck also just, like, will suffer from kind of awkward draws. I feel like when I was playing... Because I played, I played the deck for most of the... Pretty much all but the Orzhov mid-range RCQ. I played Rakdosak uh, at this season because I didn't want to be on Mono Green. For obvious re- obviously deck being targeted reasons. Um, but it, it there's always one round that I just lost is the deck drawing funky. But that's also just magic at the same right. time. So uh, you're either losing to just the deck drawing funky or you hit the mono green player of the room. Or sometimes, you know, Rakdos just does Rakdos things and just outvalues you still. I mean, rarely though. Like, I mean, you you get so much value. You yeah. Just oh, yeah. Away. Yeah. I think, you know, Frank Karsten posts his, um, his matchup matrix, right? And Sacrifice has like a 63 against mid-range, and it's just so good. Your your rough matchup is obviously, like Ricky's saying, Modern Green Devotion. Phoenix is also a really rough matchup at times. Um, and then Grease Fang is kind of 50-50. Explosive deck, very fun, very synergistic, really fun to play, very intuitive to play. 
Um, let's see here. Niv to light. Look, Niv to light is just being held on the back of Claudio still at this point. Right. Uh, Bant spirits. There have been times this year where I think Bant has been better than Mono Blue, but I do think that like the Azorius builds are just kind of dead. You think so? I think so. I, I think like the ex- having Geist Lights there now. Well, I'm going to say I think if you want to play like the more spell heavy interactive version, you play Mono Blue. You play Mono Blue. If you just want to be this kind of just more, we're just going to beat face with just some light disruption. You play Band Spirits. That's fair. Um, Celestia Angels. Do you, I mean look, we talk about Celestia Angels? Do you think it should be this high up on the list? I. It feels like it deserves it at C tier. <laughs> I'll give it C tier. Yeah, I like the thing is like the pool that we have underneath us uh, of D tier. Yeah, man, I want to just just pop through these these like one hit wonder decks here in D tier. Yeah, does any anyone member anyone member Jeskai Ascendancy? That was from that was from twenty twenty one, like early twenty twenty one. I mean, it will hit tail into this year. Like it kind of showed up post um, post bands, right? But it really feels like oh, March got printed. Can't play Jessica Ascendancy anymore. Yep, uh, that deck was a carryover from the previous year, and no longer is very good. But it's yeah. very funny. Kruga fires enigmatic incarnation. I mean, these decks succeed by preying on mono green and Rakdos, and then lose to everything else. They prey on people who don't know what these cards do. I, I'm, I'm gonna say it. There are good Kruga fires and good enigmatic players out there. But these are the people who this deck is bad. This deck is yeah. awful. These are the people who stayed under the waterfalls, just looking at all the lines. Right, it's. Just like any kind of they have, big they, value. Like, they know. Like they, they just know when the fires is coming. Like they like yeah. you play like 80 card deck, and if you don't draw a fires or an enigmatic incarnation, you just sit there and do nothing. Yeah. I mean Leyline Binding definitely helped out a lot as well, but hey, getting to play one mana O-Rings with Flash are pretty good. <laughs> For sure. Especially when you can sack them into seven drops. Yeah. Uh, Boros Heroic, Bonnered Aggro. Uh, these were early format darlings. These these guys just got pushed out. Shieldred. The format went. Shieldred, Shieldred yeah. just pushed these guys away. Uh, I was a believer in Mono Red at the beginning of this year. I started playing Mono Red in Kamigawa with uh, Kumano. Kumano faces Kazakhan. Faces Kazakhstan, the Kuzakhan, the Kumite, whatever Ricky wants to call it. Yeah. Uh... And, uh, you know, I believe still, but, man, Shieldred. But, man, Shieldred got hands. Shieldred got hands. Uh, the format is just kind of, like, in a rough spot. I don't know what's going to bring them back other than, like, some broken-ass card for themselves, right? Yeah. But, like, we got Chandra dressed to kill. We got Phoenix Chick. And we got, like, Kumano Faces this year. And like mm-hmm. and like those aren't enough, right? Now the heroic yeah. deck, the feather deck, the featherless feather. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got Whirler, whatever. Uh, Orzhov Virtuoso. Orzhov Virtuoso. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I got Whirler Virtuoso. Illuminated Virtuoso. Yeah, and that card is good. And that card stole a lot of games. And then, uh, 
and then it didn't. <laughs> yep. And then he got, you know. But hey, fatal push. Let's just shout. To, Chris is right about Homestead Courage, though. Yeah. Chris is right about Homestead Courage, ancestral anger, and ancestral anger. Yeah. Um. All those decks finally came together. Man, Chris is gonna miss the episode. Where we just like say a lot of good things about him. Orsha vampires. This has just been around since since Pioneer started. People just want to play like Soren, and then yeah. it got re- revitalized because of Evelyn this year. Yeah, Evelyn became another good five drop to drop into play on turn three. Yeah, and and then Rakdos showed up, and it's just better. I just deck is still fun. Deck is still fine. Yeah. Uh, I just don't look. We we all know I can't like vampires because I don't know what deck is performing worse for me every time I try it. This deck <laughs> or or Azori's control, and then Esper Grease Fang. I don't think it deserves to be down this low. I I I will say I think Esper underperformed the mid to end of this year until we got to Brothers War coming Evangel. out because Evangel is such an improvement. Who would have known Evangel was the answer? Yeah, I mean, going Evangel, going Rafine, I think Esper is just better than Absin right now. Mostly because Eska's Chariot isn't as good against, uh, like, a Rakdos deck that plays a Braid main deck. Yes, very true. So, alright. Is is it worth talking about any of these niche decks? I mean, there's some fun stuff here. There's your Atarka so the Red. Atarka Red. So the Auras was definitely a big surprise out of regionals is it drakes is it pyramids oh actually hold on bard class, class is here. here yeah my boy's here uh man if karn ever gets banned do you remember neomachus yeah just because people on the dis- certain people on the discord wouldn't shut up about it uh grix's control because sun goes up sun goes down and somebody wants to play their nickel bolus cards yeah uh mono white mid-range boros mid-range we just got to play big, mid-range white cards with red cards. Um, so the toolbox, the, still out on that deck. We're the results haven't come in yet. Yeah, still waiting on that one. We're still waiting on that. Pennsylvania's one. still counting. Yeah, grinning in this combo, fun. Uh, is it Pyromancer? You know, does some stuff. I think losing Express Reiteration hurt that deck the most. Bant humans. Bant humans. No five-color humans, though. Have you seen combo humans? Oh, with, with Joda? With Vanifar? No. Uh, where you can... Uh, you Vanifar... Uh, like, there's, like, the one drop with haste that taps to give a creature haste. That's a human? Uh-huh. Yeah. You have that in play, and you tap it to give Vanifar haste. Sack that one drop. Go okay. get... Uh, the two-drop artifact that untaps a uh, untaps a thing on ETB. Okay. Sack that. Go get Extraction Specialist. Uh, okay, yeah. Bring it back. Yeah, I see where we're going. Yep, yep, sack it again. Get all four Extraction Specialists. Yeah. Repeat the process with Glass Pool Mimics. Oh, no. And then you finally go get uh, a Haste. Give the team Haste card. Yeah. I don't remember what the name of it is. Uh, there's like... There's some human that does it. Sure. Huh, and then funny. you win the game. All right. I have not seen this. Is this like an Explorer deck or something? No, this is a Pioneer deck. Oh, I have not I've not heard of this. I need to go find this. 
Yeah, it was seeing uh, play at the a... uh, at the RC that I went to. Huh. I have to look that up. That sounds fun. Uh, all right, well, Ricky. I mean, those are kind of all the decks we saw this year. Overall, what do you think about this year? How, how do you how do you feel this year for Pioneer? A lot of powerful sets came out, and it's kind and, of yeah. wild that Liliana of the Veil and Shieldred in the same set yeah. is not the most impactful set for Pioneer. Yeah, if if you want to if you want to really hear about it, it might even be third. <laughs> Like, it's not even second. Yeah. You know, like, Kamigawa was a home run of a set. It gave us Fable, Kumano. It gave us Greasefang, Beseju, mm. Owara. I mean, what? I would say at least half of our top ten cards of the year that we did for Patreon were from Kamigawa. Yeah, it gave us Light Paws. It gave us, like, so much stuff. Yeah. So... And then we've got the rest of the Tri-Lands in Streets. We got Ledger Shredder and the Shredder Noises, right? We got Mob Nixilis that was going to break the entire format. Uh-huh. We had uh, Giada. Saw some play. Still see some play, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, hearse. Unlicensed Hearse. You know, that's a card from uh, Streets. Yeah. And then get Mob Nix. I already said Mob Nix. Oh, I missed. I missed you saying the Mob Nix. Then we had Dom Yu come out after a million years of Streets of Capenna. Yeah. And no Ledger Shredders. You know, uh, we finally got did you, Dom. Did you, did you ever open any of the Ledger Shredders? Uh, I got a Ledger Shredder from the booster pack that came with my Coalesce order. Ah. So. Seti P. Seti P. Got you exactly. Um. He does, doesn't know who you are. Does not know who I am. It's okay. Uh, he's he's got a lot to do and a lot to run. So I yeah. I, I respect it. And uh, man, Dom Yu comes out the gates. We got Liliana. We got Shieldred. We got one mana O ring with Flash. What else? Out of Dom Yu. Uh, I there's some fun cards too. Just like I mean. Even things like Evolve Sleeper that haven't seen a lot of impact. Evolve I think there's sleeper, a lot of yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of sleeper cards that can dominate United. Right. Jaya. Jaya, yep. A Johnny sleeper agent. He's not good, but he's also a sleeper. He is. Uh sleeper has awoken. Like, I don't know, like that that set was pretty decent, but not like phenomenal in my opinion. Uh oh, Sarah Paragon. Uh just kind of looking here. Uh, Leyland Binding, Temporary Lockdown. Oh, yeah, Temporary Lockdown's good. Um, Leaf, the Leaf Crown Visionary. Mm-hmm. For the Elf deck, yeah. For Elves, yeah. Um, <laughs> honestly, you know what card did a lot of work to, for me in that Orza Midrange deck? What? I played a one of Frexian Missionary. And that card? The card was good. Yeah. The card performed. Two drop of Lifelink, Big Butt, and kick it yeah, for... Two, uh, Kick it for card advantage. Yep. Uh, what else is in DMU? There's, there's got it. Balmore's in DMU. Oh, there we go. Chris's Balmore. Yep. I also like Balmore. And then and how can we forget the Golden Argussie? The Golden Argussie. Oh man, I almost forgot. And then Brothers War comes out, and it's the end of the kinda world. It, it kind of doesn't do a whole Stone lot. Brain. Yeah. Cityscape Leveler. Yeah. Haywire Might. It, 
it, it gave Mono Green a lot, but the four definitely has said we're done with Mono Green. <laughs> yeah, no more Mono Green. Um, it gave us Misery Shadow though. Misery Shadow is huge against Mono Green. Like that's one of the big cards that pushed it back. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm waiting for Teferi to see some play. And I think there's some. There's been some random decks I've been seeing play Teferi. Um, I've heard that like on Arena, people are playing Teferi at Explorer in Spirits. It makes spirit tokens. It does, yeah. That's kind of funny. Yeah, we're still we're still waiting to see for Gix's home. Gix is such a sweet card with no home. Yeah, um, Brotherhood's End. That's a good card. Yeah, uh, what's the what's the like one man exile spell? That's Elite Spellbinders on a stick. That card's pretty good. That's two mana. Is it two mana? The Elite Spellbinder that is, like, from the board, right? Yeah. Yeah, that card does not seem that much play at all. But Lay Down Arms has seen a lot of play. Yes, Lay Down Arms is good. I And I'm telling you, Flow of flow of Ideas or whatever that card's called, Flow of Knowledge, uh-huh. that card's good. Really? Yeah. In what? Huh? In what? Currently in Mono Blue Surveil, but... I'm working okay, on yeah. better things for it to be good in. Okay, yeah. Uh, and it, of course, gave us Audacity. Audacity, yep. Could have been Rancor. No, no, no. Audacity's much better. The Audacity of this game. See, in Ra- when Rancor goes to the graveyard, you only get another Rancor. When yeah, Audacity goes to the graveyard, you could get a forest. Yeah. Uh, also, DMU gave us the Meld spells, which were really good for my wallet. Oh, bro and gave us the Weld spells. It- Bro gave us exploiting the commander's uh, single market. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it gave me Hajar as well for bard class. It gave us Portal to Phyrexia, which uh, was going to be a very fun deck where we're going to refurbish it, and Chris was going to be happy, and then the card was $30, and Chris is, like, not happy. Yeah. Yeah, so thank you for letting us exploit the commander players. Yep. This set. Thank you for giving all my mythics value. Yep. All in all, a great year for Pioneer. I, it was a great year for Pioneer. I think it's amazing that Magic the Gathering is such a good game and like so well-known in the zeitgeist, and it only yeah. has four releases. And we're just not going to look outside the window and see the apocalypse happening. Mm, what? Mm-hmm. The, huh? Uh-huh. Magic the Gathering only releases four sets a year. That's it. That's right. That's it. Nothing else. That is, that is it. All right, Ricky. So that's kind of our look back on the year. I think we are overall net positive on Pioneer. Any anything you would have changed this year, or like, still want to see happen? I mean, I'd like to see GPs come back over Magic, uh, like whatever the Magic Cons. Magic Cons, yeah. Uh, I'd like to see the judge system do a little bit better, and I'd like to see PTQs do a little bit better. Yeah. Okay. So here's one thing I, I forgot to mention when we were talking about our RCQ. Look. Turnouts for these aren't the largest events, right? Mm-hmm. Um, essentially because a lot of stores are capped at 32 players, at least in the U.S., right? Uh, most of all the ones around Texas, they're generally capped at like 32 or 45 players. What that means is they will occasionally set up situations where if you aren't in the top eight, round five, if you are in the top eight of standings heading into round five, the rest of the games don't matter. Right. It is a really big feels bad when this happens to you. Sure. 
And that's you are entitled to feel bad about it. Everyone wants their games of magic. You know, I've had this happen multiple times, and you know what? I, I always it's always that heartbreaker moment when you think, cool, I have a winning in, and you shuffle up, and then you just see the top four tables all draw. And you look at your phone, you look at stands, and you just go, Well, this match doesn't matter anymore. So while true, yeah, I have thoughts on this. Uh-huh. And they're not probably going to be what you think they are. Okay, yeah. Well, let, can I go ahead before, you, before you. you go? Yeah, let me finish. So I will say again, it's really frustrating. I've been on both sides of the coin. The one thing you shouldn't do is take it out on the judge or the players who have just drawn in to top eight, and especially don't berate the judge to DQ people for collusion for drawing into top eight. You know, that's my opinion. Uh, you know, I think that, yeah, don't, don't yell at the judge. Don't yell at the players for drawing. No draw shaming people. Right. The thing is the first time you get to do it, it's going to be great. It means you played well all day and you get rewarded by not having to play the last round. You've locked it in. And, uh, but however, if you are in the situation where it's round five, and your game does not matter to making top eight, uh, play. I don't care. Uh, don't let other people shame you into, like, just scooping or into just, like, drawing uh, that, or something. That, too. I, I've had I've had several top eight players just be like, well, can we just start? Like, can it doesn't we, yeah, matter. Can we hurry up? They, these like, people don't matter. They do matter. They paid to play the same number of rounds that you paid to pay for. And, uh, you know, if their opponent is there and willing – they should be able to play their fifth round of competitive magic. And I don't like, I don't think that that should be shamed upon. Like, yep, yeah, you were going to take an hour for this round anyways. Right. Uh, so they're still playing the game. They want to be able to play the game and get better. So they need to play people at a competitive level. They are here yeah. at the competitive event. They drove out here, right? You're going to play yeah. your round. And I think you should, uh, I don't always play all of my last rounds. Sometimes I drop myself. But, uh, you know, if I'm there rooting on people who are making it, right? Or if I'm going to stay there anyways, I'll play my last round because I just want to get more games in. And yeah. I don't think that for should some, be made for For some us. players, even though they don't top eight, going that three and two is still, like, going positive is still an achievement for players. Right. So I think that uh, we need to be considerate on every end here, right? Uh, you know, if you're not able to draw in, please don't shame the people that drew in. If you are able to draw in, don't shame the people who can't draw in or whose games are – who are mathematically eliminated players. Don't yeah. make fun of them either. They came out here to play Magic, and that's what they're going to do. So. Yeah, I agree. Opinions. Opinions. All right, so you want to close this off with our Christmas buying sprees or whatever? Yeah, so Ricky and I are going to do our usual where uh, before the holidays, obviously, we gave our little holiday gift guide. But now you've, been, you've gotten your gifts. You've got a little extra Christmas money burning a hole in your pocket. Uh, hopefully, you haven't spent it all by the time you listen to this. Uh, but what we usually do is we'll have $3,100 tiers, and we're just going to kind of go over some stuff we think we rec- obviously recommend buying or we're just, we consider buying. <coughs> this right? is not financial advice. This is not financial advice. Uh, I will give you one bit of financial advice. 
Do not finance a pizza. Do not finance a pizza. All right. Do you do you want to go first, Ricky, or should I go first? I'll go first. Do you want? Should we start at the fifty dollars range or the hundred dollars? Let's range? let's let's start with fifty. And right out of the gate, right. If you're not looking for singles and you just kind of want to build the the collection, obviously the soft will answer buy challenger decks. With that out of the way, <laughs> what are your thoughts? I went really boring this year. Uh-huh. With my $50 range. Okay. Um, because, once again, the time to buy is closing. No, hashtag no FOMO. But, uh, yep, for $50, I bought three Thought Seizes. Yeah. I mean, back in the day, we told you to buy these, and they were 11 bucks. Mm-hmm. The cheapest one you can find on Card Kingdom now is $16.99. You can get three copies for 50 bucks. Um, if you can find deals on TCG Player or locally where you can get like a set for 50 to 60, it is a card that you will never not play with. It sees play in Rakdos. It sees play in every black deck in the sideboard at the moment. Unless, God forbid, it gets banned. It's not getting banned. Thoughtseize is a staple um, that is pretty affordable still, I think. I don't see it getting reprinted a lot, but it got reprinted this year, and you should pick them up while they're sixteen ninety nine. Yeah. So that's my fifty. It's kind of boring, man. Like, I do say, I will say, building these lists right mm-hmm. compared to last year, Pioneer is more expensive than it was. Yes, definitely true. Like last year, we were like building entire decks for a hundred dollars. Yeah, that's why my like hundred dollar tier is just going to be like. Here are some decks that we can put in a reasonable state with $100. Right. Uh, for, for my 50 uh, in a similar vein, I think with $50, um, what I did was I just kind of pulled up a lot of cards that were just like $5 abouts or less. And I think these are just staples that if you don't have, um, consider just buying places to see these cards. So I got things like Atarkas Command, Bone Crusher Giant, uh, Evolved Sleeper, Extraction Specialist, Graveyard Trespasser, Trespasser, Bone Crusher Giant, they're under a dollar each. Uh, cards that have seen play previously, like Knight of the Ebon Legion. Very similar to Ricky's Thoughtsies. Liliana the Veil is down to like 20 bucks right now, and you only need like two copies. That's a good one. Um, I, that's a really solid pickup. Uh, cards like Misery Shadow are like three, are like four to five dollars. That card I think is going to be a forever staple. Um, Oath of Nyssa, Get Old Growth Troll, um, Tenacious Underdog, Tireless Tracker, Voice Resurgence, Werewolf Pack Leader. There's a lot of just good three to five dollar cards that just buy play sets of. Just build your battle binder out with it. Uh, and then there are some cards similar to like Liliana, who if you just want to buy a playset of a, of an exciting card, you know, wedding announcements are ten dollars, Adeline's are thirteen dollars, um, Shark Typhoons are twelve dollars. All of your pathways are three to like ten dollars, depending on the copy. Um, the Midnight Hunt lands very good. There's a lot of just good five to ten dollars. Sorry, like five ish dollars to ten dollar cards that I would just say go buy some play sets of. Um, if you don't want to do that, hey, it's Christmas, celebrate. Every deck I feel like has that big, dumb, one-of, marquee card in it. You know, 
go buy the Croxa you've been like hemming and hawing at that's like $35, right, for your Rackers mid-range mm-hmm. decks. Just kind of go buy yourself the fancy thing for your deck that you've been wanting. Get that uh, one of... I can't think of many one-ofs, right? Like The one of Scarab God for your Niv Delight deck. Oh my god, yeah, go get your one of uh, Besaju. Yeah. You know, get get that Odawara, maybe get the foily one. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's a good plan. Like, I, I thought about, like, just, like, uh, picking up, like, sets of the plane, the Painlands, like, the new ones. Like the, uh, sure. But, like, Sulphurous Springs is already, like, at six bucks. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, those are already going up. So I just... Obviously, if you want to go TCG player, you can find some better prices, right. but... Card game is just consistent for us and easy for us to snip the cart out of. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, what do you got for hundred bucks, rookie? For hundred bucks, this is kind of a joint gift, right? Sure. This is kind of a uh, well, your parents listened to you and they got you the Grohl Stompy Challenger deck, right? Sure. Santa brought it. You know, a good friend of yours wants you to get back into Magic, so they bought you the Grohl Stompy Challenger deck, and it's not as cheap as I wanted it to be, but. For $103.59, you can pick up four Eskis Chariots, four Reckless Stormseeker, three more Stomping Grounds, and two Acroan War. And mm-hmm. that is plus the like that plus the Challenger deck, you are basically Sky Sovereign's short of Rollboat. Yeah. Uh so I think that that is a like I think these cards are not gonna get cheaper, is the thing. Is Eskis Chariot the storm seeker not going to get cheaper i do think stomping ground is just a good buy right now at 12.99 it's one of the cheapest shocklands still right so i think that's a, just a just a snap that one up anyways you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but i think this is a a solid pickup uh for anybody who got the challenger deck or people who are just trying to maybe work their way into the girl side of the pool you know sure yeah like as as you brought up, like the Love Struck Beast, the 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 Blood Stomp, Blood Stomp Giants, right? Those are dollars, two dollars each, right? Yeah. So, you know, this is gonna get you all the big heavy hitting cards from the uh, from that deck, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for mine, I also sort of highlighted, hey, look into building a Gruel Boat if you got the Challenger deck. So I'm instead here's like three decks that we can get down to $100 where they're not going to hit the hardest as they could, but they'll still be pretty well off. Um, start off with Mono Blue Spirits. If you cut the Odawara and the Unlicensed Hearse from the sideboard, uh, from the 7-in-1 deck list I'm looking at right now, from the South America Regionals, mm-hmm. it's $100. Right. Straight up, right? How much right? that is Snow Islands? Uh, $20 is Snow Islands. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but so you get four Ascended Spirit, four Mausoleum Wanderer, four Spectral Sailor, four Rattle Chains, four Shackle Geist, four Supreme Phantom, one Brazen Borrower, three Slip Out of the Back, two Locked Denials, four Geist Light Snare, four Curious Obsessions, which are like $5 still, or like two fifty dollars still, uh, three Face Havens, uh, nine, 18 Snow Covered Islands, uh, your sideboard is Witness Protection, Aether Gust, Disdainful Stroke, uh, two Aether Seer Harvester, another Brazen Borrower, four Mystical Dispute. So again, cutting out... The two hearses cutting out the one Odawara will bring that total down just uh, just around $100. I mean, 
it's Mono Blue Spirits. It's the entry point to Pioneer, like we've said for quite a while. So uh-huh. uh, I'm glad that for $100, you can still get Mono Blue Spirits. Yeah. Um, conversely, Mono White Humans is a little tougher because like cards like Adeline, which are like $13, $14 a copy, are very important to that strategy, right? Um, so we're kind of looking at doing the same thing where it's like, ah, oh, man... The wedding announcements are great to board into for the grindy matchups, but we can kind of start without them, right? Hopeful initiate, we have all optional one drops, but it's still kind of important. Uh, it just mono white humans kind of quickly grew out of that. We can make this work for hundred dollars. I think we're more at like we can make this work for like one fifty ish. But I think this could be a good stretch goal to working towards if you have the humans decklist which like why didn't that come with adeline right <laughs> um the human shouter deck but if we don't want a gruel boat we can atarka red for pretty cheap honestly uh if we cut things like the place that dead of the bugbear uh and we skimp out on some stomping grounds uh we look at cards like uh monster Swisspear, phoenix chick soul scar mage burning tremissary kari zev anax heart of the forge bone crusher giant reckless bushwhacker all dirt cheap for our play sets of. Um, then we're spending a little money on like play with fire and like an ember cleave or two. And it's like, look, Legion Loyalist is good for the deck. Having giving your guys trample and first strike, very, very good. But also, we could kind of go without it. Oh man. And then you get play against like Slesnia tokens and you wish you had. I I know, yeah. But uh but hey. I, I just you know, I, I see it. I see it coming with the Atarka Red. Uh, that deck is fun. You know, but uh, I, I think that... And if you want to be real big baller, you go get those Fire Drink Crusaders and Galeas and go to town. Oh, man. If you want to be real big baller, you spend your $100 on four ampersand copies of Bard Class. Ricky, don't say that. I'm going to do that. And, when I get... and the rest will just come to you. You will literally yeah. wander the wilds and find the legends you need. Yeah, I, man, I need to do it. I need to just, I need to just get off the pot and do it. Yep. I mean, I, they were on sale. I know. You missed that sale, so. I did. I did miss that sale. So, you know, Pioneer's still hard to do on a budget, but I feel like a lot of players now are kind of firmly back in the format. So, really, it's just finish the decks you're working on. Buy, just break down and buy the singles you need um, and just kind of look at your next step from there. It's just kind of where we're at, right? The big thing is, like, modern season isn't coming, so there's not going to be an off-season to buy your cheap Pioneer staples. And Pioneer's yeah. just the best format, and people are starting to realize it. So, I mean, you know, get them now, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and, hey, if you have some, some Christmas money left over after these buying sprees, how about you drop some money over at patreon.com slash crew3mtg, which helps us keep the show going. So shout outs and big thank yous to our multiple at crew at, at patreon.com slash crew3mtg. We have several great tiers available. Uh, some of that include exclusive content. Some of that include the monthly swag bag mailing, which I think, Ricky, for birthday month, you, you want to do next month is what you're saying? I do want to do uh, next month. All right. Well, I will. I will hand you the swag bag reins, and we will get you set up to do the January swag bag. Ooh, I can't wait. I'm gonna go shopping. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, and of course, 
anyone who joins the Crew 3 Patreon uh, will be made a Patreon tier member of the Discord, getting access to some Patreon-only channels, including the Patreon mailbag, where you can ask a question that goes something like this. Bridger writes in and says, What killed magic this week? Was it Elstron's mana cost? Why is it the only Praetor without double pips in its CMC? And you know what, Bridger? Thank you for this question, because I'm going to hijack this a bit and talk about something that I totally almost forgot about, probably the biggest drama during our break, which is, hey, Ricky, did you know the Commander Rules Committee gets the Bible of singles during design and gets to give feedback on how cards are made for standard legal sets? I heard this one. That's kind of bad. Right? Uh, can we also... What killed magic? Um, Mark Rosewater uh, saying that Companion is back on the menu. Did he? I thought he said it wasn't. No, he, he, he put it at a 9. He was like, I probably should put this as a 10 and never do it again. He's like, yeah. but I really like the mechanic, and I think it, we might try it again, so 9. He's the only one that liked it. Yeah. Uh, you know, other people who don't know what Planeswalkers are, though, right? Yeah. They they like Companion. They know what Companions sure. are. They don't know what Planeswalkers are, though. Or formats. Or decks. Yeah. Or cards. Uh, I don't know. Dude, I, I'm literally... The Hasbro shareholder propaganda ch- chat is still killing magic for me. That is the, ol- the end-all, be-all... Uh, fun drainer for me. Uh, I don't care that the commander players are making the I, magic cards. I already knew that. I, yeah, right. I mean, I don't care that like confirmed, completed. I knew that was going to happen too because stands for tournament magic, and Wizards hates tournament magic. They don't want their players to be invested. Oh, well, now I gotta, I gotta bleep that out. That's a spoiler. Spoilers. Yeah, it technically hasn't been officially spoiled yet. Yeah. But, I, yeah, I just... Now there's no reason for other formats to not have a rules committee, right? But you know what now, saved magic this week? What saved, what saved magic this week, Ricky? Endless soup, salad, and breadsticks down at our sponsor, Olive Garden. Uh, also, shout out to our sponsor, Nate's Mom. Yeah, Nate's Mom and Olive Garden. Call us. So, so Marilee and I are talking about taking a trip to Seattle in like the <laughs> spring to go visit one of her friends that just moved out there. And I, I told her <laughs> that I don't care if we don't have to eat there, but I do want to take dying. a picture at, at the Olive Garden in Tequila, Washington. Oh my God. Do it. <sighs> You'll run into Mark Rosewater. What else is he doing? Yeah. Eating the chicken farm. Yeah. He's not doing anything else. Making more commander, more companion cards. Right, making more companion cards and more commander cards. Yeah. All right. Well, that will do it for this this episode and this year of Crew Three. What a year it was. We will see you all in 2023 for more Pioneer, more Progression series. Which again, we're sorry for the delay of cons. It will be up this weekend. I have the files now from Ricky that we lost, and uh, we'll get that fixed and out this week. We'll be back on the Pioneer Progression Series grind. Hopefully we'll be picking up other content outside of just Pioneer Progression Series and Ricky's streams. But it has been an amazing year for Crew 3. We've seen a lot of growth, and hopefully we're going to keep that growing. Uh, we'll hopefully see more of you at events. I know bigger events coming up. Like, I'll be at the Hunter Burton. Ooh, we'll I'm going to be at the Hunter Burton. 
we'll be at we're gonna all qualify for Dream Hack Dallas. Dream Dream Hack Dallas. But if I if for some reason we don't, I'll still be there hanging out. Um, any other big events that come through or nearby Texas, I'll be going doing my best to go to. So uh, if you're not local and usually at some of these small events that we play in for RCQs, hopefully we get to see more of you at these bigger events. And uh, stop by, say hi, grab some stickers, see whatever else we're giving out. It'll be a fun time. And thank you all so, so much. Ricky, where, where, any any final words on the year? It's been a great year. Uh, my car got stolen this year, and it's still been a great year. <laughs> Thanks, TikTok. Thanks, TikTok. Anyways, uh, you can find me on Twitter, at also Steve. Follow me, and I, I, I try to tweet twice daily. But uh, I was so frustrated with Southwest Airlines, I could not literally do anything other than drive car and play Marvel Snap all the last two days. Yeah, you you've had a hell of a rough time. Oh man! But uh, thanks to fl- thanks to Southwest flights that weren't even your own. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, you can find me at Crew Three Podcast on Twitter. Tweet out all kinds of stuff, magic related, all my other hobbies. And then you can find us at Crew Three MTG on Twitch and. YouTube, which again, hopefully as things calm down more um, and other responsibilities kind of step back, we'll be able to get more involved in in the new year and kind of get that stuff going again. We'll talk to y'all next year. Bye. Bye. Bye.